Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People who live by Rotary's motto of service above self. And today, our special guest is Rotarian Lenny Nathan, who's also the CEO of Health Save. And I understand you leave off the E. It's S A. SAV, we leave the E off for emergencies. Okay. Well, Lenny, welcome to Radio Rotary. Great. It's really great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Our pleasure. And Lenny is a Rotarian from uh, which club? Congress Valley Cottage. Very good. Now, tell us about HealthSave. What's that all about? Well, HealthSave is a company that I started a little over three years ago. It came out of uh, my own involvement in the EMS community. I retired from 30 years in television in 2003, and I started doing volunteer work, got involved uh, as a volunteer with my local ambulance corps, and became the training officer. Now, when you say the EMS community, you mean emergency emergency medical services? Emergency medical services. uh, So I became an EMT. I still do that on a volunteer basis. And uh, I started HealthSave uh, to resolve two issues that I saw as problematic. I, I became disfa- dissatisfied with the level of training as it was being done. And also uh, CPR is something that we really need to get across to the public, that it's something every single person should know uh, because when a person suffers a cardiac arrest episode, they have no more than four to six minutes. Now, CPR, is, as we know, is cardiopulmonary resuscitation. Right. And that's undergone a big evolution. I first learned it as a Boy Scout leader probably 20 years ago where you did the uh, 15 compressions and in so many breaths and went back to the compressions so many breaths. And it's evolved now where they've got uh, training on radio commercials saying just keep pumping at the chest. Well, that's, that's uh, tell us that, about that evolution. Yeah, well, the evolution's interesting. I actually did my first CPR training while I was with ABC Sports. Um, every time I was able to participate when they had someone come in to do it and was offered to executives, and I was not out of town covering a sporting event, I took it. So it was something that I had had an affinity for most of my life. And the involvement is basically due to how the science has learned as better records are kept. Obviously, with computers, we learn uh, not just nationally, but also worldwide, the results of different elements. And what has happened is it's, it's, it's clear that the compressions, the pushing on the chest is by far the most important part of CPR, but we haven't eliminated breathing. The only thing that has been eliminated uh, in regards to breathing at this time is a protocol that was created about a year and a half ago where they say if you witness an adult collapse, you can do compressions only. But it's really only meant for that situation at this time. But in October, we're going to hear of new changes. Is that right? The 2010 protocols will be released by the American Heart Association, and I am on the board of directors for the AHA, and I'll be in Chicago in November for the scientific study conference for the new protocols after they're released. Well, this is fascinating. I I really have to jump in here and tell you a little personal story because this happened to my colleagues husband a week and a half ago. She was in an elevator with him on a business trip and he collapsed. 
and they he they had to perform CPR. Wow. There was a defibrillator in the building. Somebody knew how to use it. She has always kept up with her um, um, all of her trainings and whatnot, and it saved his life. That that's and that's a, a week great, and a half ago. Yeah. He's in the hospital great. now. Bypass story. surgery, all that stuff. He had a heart attack in front of no her. Kidding. And there was there was an incident just the other day at the Boston Marathon where one of the runners near the end of the race collapsed from cardiac arrest and people in the crowd started CPR and EMS was not that far away but normally we are we don't have we don't get there in time but you said that first what is it 4 minutes that's critical yeah because w- the brain can only survive without oxygen for a maximum of 4 to 6 minutes and when someone suffers a cardiac arrest episode mm-hmm. that's not a heart attack but when the heart literally stops that that's what happens. There's no blood flow, so no oxygen. Well, I understand the brain. they really brought him back. That's so, great. I that's mean, great. and she, of course, she's like, I'm about to have a heart attack. I'm running the whole department now. Right. But you realize, you know, you realize if they if they hadn't had not started there, it, yeah. that that person probably would not have been able to make it if they were in cardiac arrest. So it's that early intervention, and that's also needed. the knowledge, though, that she she said, you know, there's something that snaps that you just go into this automatic pilot, Absolutely. and you fall back onto. Right. You, it's just like in slow mo. You do this, and then you do this, and yeah. then you do this. That's, that's why the training and just drills you and drills you and drills you. It just kicks in, and otherwise, you're standing there paralyzed. And people are often, you know, they often comment how they're scared to even want to get involved. I, I personally think they'd find it scarier to stand there helpless. And do but nothing. that the way yeah. that energy kicks in, and you have this. Just this this adrenaline that has you out there helping somebody mm-hmm. it's a great feeling, and that's why we need to get more people involved in this process. You know, we we look at Seattle, Washington as our our role model. The statistics are: if you live there, you have a five times better chance of surviving cardiac arrest. Now, and why is that? Everybody knows CPR; no it's kidding. mandatory in the schools, and you have to be CPR certified to get a driver's license. Is that right? Oh, and there are right. more. There I, mean, are more I didn't even know that, and my cousin lives there. Yeah, there are Seattle. more AEDs per capita, but I mean, the driver's license issue. Germany's had that for thirty-five years. No, what a great Ireland idea. has what had terrific, it, so Europe has had it for a long time. Requirement. I, you know that um, in our district, the Highland Rotary Club has um, over the past like three or four years, yes. I believe. And uh, I bring this up because Don Verity is the manager of, the, of this particular station. We'll say Highland Rotarian. Highland Rotarian, and Joan and I've known him for a bazillion years, but that club has placed out in the community 19 defibrillators. That's great. And it has been instrumental in initiating in cooperation right. with EMS um, the, the training that's required. They started out with one, with the community member approaching them and asking for two. Mm-hmm. And I think they're about $1,000 a pop. Are they? They're, uh, they're? Just a little bit more than that. But, okay. you know, a, you know mo- it, most individuals, well, any individual and most businesses, New York State has a, uh, a tax law that allows for a $500 tax rebate for the purchase of an AED. Is that right? Yeah, it's form IT250 and you file it with your taxes. Is that a corporate one or a personal uh, uh, it, it Well, it, it applies Credit. to any individual and most businesses. It does state on the form some exclusions and I always advise companies to check with their accountant. Mm-hmm. But one of the big problems that are out there with AEDs today uh, 
is that we see a lot of dead batteries. We see the, the defibrillator pads as it being expired. People don't understand the upkeep that's needed. And I always draw an analogy when I mention this to people. Do you have a fire extinguisher at home? Then think, when is the last time you checked it? Right. And most is people it in the red say, zone? oh, my God. You have to check it. <laughs> and, and you know, it's the same problem. It's a false sense of security. We have it so we're safe, but it but doesn't it's like work your, that way. it's like your fire detector. And right. they, they recommend the that every time the time changes that you check your, your that indicator. Right. But so with we, a, you with should an add a, to the list yeah. your extinguisher and any other safety Absolutely. devices. Check your first aid kit. But businesses, you know, today, because they've been in the public market now for seven, eight, nine years, many have not checked them. And we see a lot of dead batteries. So I put some mm. practices in place with clients so that that can never happen to them. The batteries for these units last about four years. The higher-end ones maybe five. But the pads have only a two-year shelf life. And I constantly see pads Well, do you think expired. that that will change? Because look at the way technology is stepping up. I mean, every minute you hear there's a new apparatus to the to your cell phone. To your, I have a BlackBerry touchpad. I don't even know how to work it, for goodness sake. <laughs> yeah, I technology overwhelms a lot of people. But, I, but it keeps a charge for two and a half days. You know what I mean? Technology is clearly going to change things uh, to what extent I couldn't predict, but we know technology always is working to improve things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. My name's Jonah Trebowasser. My co-host is the lovely Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guest, Rotarian uh, Lenny Nathan. We're talking about the benefits of CPR and his organization, HealthSave. And uh, tell us, Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, as you know, we would not be here without the generous support of Rotary District 7210 and the Rotary Clubs of Arlington, Blooming Grove, Washingtonville, Carmel, Chester, Chestnut Ridge, Congers Valley Cottage, Fishkill Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, Kingston Sunrise, and LaGrange. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages. The Newburgh Rotary Club invites you to their delicious Taste of Newburgh, an extraordinary assortment of local culinary indulgences at Mount St. Mary's College on Powell Avenue in Newburgh on Sunday, May 16, 2009, from 12.30 to 2.30 p.m. Admission is just $30. For more information, go to www.tasteofgreaternewburgh.com. That's www.tasteofgreaternewburgh.com. Or call 845-561-1706. That's 845 845- Five six one seventeen oh six. What would you do if a friend, co-worker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and welcome back to another edition this wonderful Friday morning of Radio Rotary. I am your co-host. I'm joined by Jonah Trebowasser, the Honorable Trebowasser. That's questionable. Um, Jonah is a judge. I love to. That's just, my secret identity, you know. Oh, uh, I don't. It's not secret anymore, darling. <laughs> 
Um, and we are joined this morning by Rotarian Lenny Nathan, who is also the CEO of Health Save, Save spe- spelled S-A-V, and we leave the E off, Lenny, because... We leave the E off for emergencies. So, uh, Lenny Nathan, uh, welcome back to our second part of Radio Rotary, and uh, you told us that you were in television for many years, which, of course, uh, we consider radio to be the, the premium medium, but, you know, television is the younger cousin. Yes, what thank you, you for gracing us here. Well, I, I did walk to, I, to the radio <laughs> studios. Lenny. I did walk in looking for the cameras, and I remembered, oh, it's radio. That's right. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I always had uh, a strong uh, attraction to film and television production, and I was in college in the city, and uh, it, was, it was something that I got involved with there. Got into an internship program at what was then Manhattan Cable TV, which All is right. now time warner it was the first urban cable system in the united states and from there i just got more and more involved so i spent my senior year in college doing my in- actually they hired me so it was a pretty grueling year working full-time in production and going to c- finishing my college uh, studies but i i went to abc five years later and uh, it was a career that lasted uh, just under 25 years and I loved it. Uh, I was two of those years I spent with Good Morning America, but the rest were all with ABC Sports, traveling the country, the world, you know, covering just and about any sporting event. You worked with uh, some of the real greats, like the late Jim McKay, I, Howard uh, Cosell. W- with all of those, those two are two of my favorite people. I actually, you know, went to Jim's funeral uh, two summers ago, and, uh, you know, it was a reunion of fo- sorts for many of us. But, uh, yeah, they, they were amazing pioneers in the industry. And how does one leave broadcasting and become uh, very, very intimately involved with emergency medicine? How well, do, how, know, where, where does that transition come from? Well, it's interesting. I ran into my old boss a few weeks ago. I was doing an expo, uh, had Health Save, had a booth in Westchester at the Rytown Hilton, and we... Uh, what type of expo? It was just a uh, small business expo for the Westchester uh, business uh, uh, community. Okay, and so not industry-specific. Not just, industry. You're, you're, but you're trying to get the word out to a broader... Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And he was just walking through as a public person, you know, the person of the public who came to the expo, and I hadn't seen him in, in, in ages, so he said, I heard you were doing this, but were you always into it? And I reminded him him that I came to him in January of 2003 and I said Bob I need a breather I'm going to call it and uh, it's time for me to uh, retire and he asked me to stay till August and it was during that time that I sent my donation that I always do every year to my ambulance corps but this time I checked off a little box do you have any interest in volunteering so I said sure I'll have time in a few months and when they contacted me, I already had left, and I thought I'd help them administratively. Not in a million years could I have expected riding on an ambulance. I thought, I don't have any training. I, you know, I'll faint if I see blood. But after talking to them, I gave it a shot, and it just kind of stuck. It, it really was a great fit, helping people. And we need more volunteers out there for these types of things. Most ambulance services now have to pay people during the day parts because they don't have volunteers to cover right. the 24 hours, 24-7. They're, they're I'll, I'll tell you where I work. I have a wonderful employer, and we're in the tri-state area, southern Berkshire County, New York, and Connecticut. And my community, it's all volunteer, the fire, the fire people and the EMS. Right. And uh, they're 
plenty of people in uh, my bank. I work for a bank. They all have their uh, walkie-talkies right, and things on. Their pagers, and when they get called, they are allowed. They are support. They are encouraged um, to get up and go, no matter mm-hmm. what they're doing. They are out that door, and I, I, I tell you what, we are all in debt to that. That these people, because they are giving their time. I mean, and and the, and. Kudos! I'm going to brag about my my bank a little bit for them supporting that. Oh yeah, letting the it doesn't matter what time right. of day it is or what they're up to. And, they and getting people to volunteer door. is a bigger and bigger problem right bigger across the bigger, board. Yeah. Uh, fire companies, scouting, is people are so uh, involved with trying to keep their jobs and maybe working two jobs to make ends meet is tough. Well, so when it, kudos to our volunteers out there. Kudos to our volunteers. But my understanding, they're, the training that they go through is very rigorous. Um, their courses and they have to get certified right. and they take additional courses and this and that. Um, and then they're very involved clearly with the rest of the, of and, the and there's a risk involved in the fire department or what Lenny uh, Nathan, our a guest from HealthServe does as an EMS, as a emergency medical service. You know, you're dealing with uh, uh, blood Born pathogens and things of that well, you nature. Never one, know of what you're one of the courses Health Safe teaches yeah. is bloodborne pathogens. Yeah, and, and racing ambulances. Explain to our listening audience exa- what that means. Well, bloodborne pathogens is a term applied, uh, and it covers the medical field and, and others as well. I just did the course for a uh, company that does uh, remediation. Uh, say, if you had a flood and you needed your basement uh, pumped out, they do things of that nature, but they also do other types of work that might involve going into a company that's not allowed to touch if blood spilled somewhere they go in and take care of it bloodborne pathogens is also known as infection control and we teach people how to take care of themselves the same thing with cpr the most important element we want anybody to learn is do not put yourself at risk Right. Always take care of yourself. And we teach people how to do that because th- if you look at the medical field, you don't see people catching diseases because we know how to use proper devices. And it's very simple, really. So it's just a little bit of training. But bloodborne pathogens is required in the medical field, for instance, for people who have to do it yearly. And that's a federal requirement through OSHA. But it, it teaches people, ha- it reminds people how to be safe, how to take gloves off properly, to mm-hmm. think think clearly in a situation of what kind of equipment should I use to protect myself and we go through very rigorous discussions and about that, that hepatitis. all falls back on training and, and, on and training. staying let's current yeah, and, let's find out yes. about the kind of training that HealthSave uh, offers we're Thank talking you. with Lenny Nathan president and CEO of HealthSave um we now know how you established your organization, and what kind of services do you offer to the public, Lenny? Well, the things I focus on now is what we call basic life support, and that is uh, mostly geared to the medical community as well as lay people. Uh, BLS, as we call it, is something that everybody should have some basic understanding of. So we focus on CPR. HealthSave is a designated American Heart Association training center, and therefore we do many different CPR classes. There's a whole lineup of classes uh, from uh, for, for young kids all the way up to the healthcare professional. We do first aid course training, and we do bloodborne pathogen training. And if people want to get a hold of you to uh, take up some of that training, because we have a lot of listeners out there who might be interested, how would they get a hold of HealthSafe? Well, they can get hold of HealthSafe through our toll-free number, which is 877-277-6233. 
1-800-273-8833, and also on our website. Our website has a lot of information that people would uh, probably be very interested in reading, and as well as our schedule of classes, which right now is posted through September of this year. We do courses six days a week. We also go to people's homes and businesses, and the website is healthsave.com, and again, it's spelled H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. You leave that E off of save for emergencies. And are there uh, costs for the courses? There are costs for the co- courses. Uh, they range from uh, $40 to the professional course, which would be $90. And the certification courses are good for two, ye- or, or for two years. Let's have the phone number on the uh, website again. Sure. Uh, the phone number is 877-277-6233. The website is H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Okay, and I just want to remind our listening audience um, that this show will also be archived on the Rotary website should you want to get this information after right. this broadcast, uh, that, that there is a way to, to recapture this information. Just type Radio Rotary into Google and you come up with all our past shows. And uh, Lenny Nathan, you are Rotarian. Are you a member of the Congress Valley Cottage Club? When do they meet? We meet, we meet Fridays at noon at a wonderful restaurant uh, in Congers on Route 9W, La Triestina. And the folks at La Triestina take care of us, and they take care of Rotary in general. They participate in many of our events. They're, it's a, a great location, and a great all, group. And if all 38,000 of our listeners want to come for uh, lunch, they're your Ask guests, for right? Lenny. They are my guests. Ask for Lenny. <laughs> and if you don't live in the Congress Valley area and you still want to join the fund of Rotary, go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the Club Locator button, type in your hometown, and you'll find out where Rotary is. Come join us in the fun and the service. And... Uh, Lenny Nathan of HealthSave, thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. Well, thanks for inviting me. It was fun. And Sarah, who brought us Radio Rotary this week? Well, thanks to our Rotary District 7210 and the Rotary Clubs of Millbrook, Newburg, New Paltz, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Port Jervis, Poughkeepsie, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. For Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasa. Thank you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at 9 o'clock for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. June 1st through June 6th, 2010 marks National CPR and AED Awareness Week. HealthSave will be conducting seven free one-hour basic adult CPR classes at our facility in Rockland County. To find out more about the schedules and register, just go to our website, healthsave.com. That's spelled H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Just leave the E off of Save for Emergencies. Or you can call us for more information at 877-277-6233. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver.